I'm Mia. I'm Brooke. And you're listening to Dream Life Junkies. Tune in each week to chat about how to make your dream life a reality because living your dream life isn't always easy, but shit, it's worth it. We hope you're ready to pursue your goals with us and discover your full potential. Welcome to Dream Life Junkies. It sounds like oh, yeah, I'm like okay. Stuffy. Yeah, I'm fine. I've been cold. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, Damn. it's like I know it's it's the weather here yeah. in Denmark. It's like starting to get cold, but you're still not wearing enough clothes. Here, it's, it feels like that right now, but um, but then like the next day, it's really sunny and warm. It's just really oh, weird. I want that. I miss that. But soon, um, gonna be back soon. I know. It's not even. What is it? Two months? Two and a half months? Two and a half months. Oh my god! I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait for Christmas. I know. And that we're both going to be in Utah? Yeah. Hopefully. I, really, I should yeah. be. Hopefully. That will be so much fun. Jake, I know. Jake told me that we're going to go sledding. Cause they oh, have like... I was going to say we should go snowboarding together or something. Oh yeah. That could be fun too. Can you ski or snowboard? Uh, both. Awesome. Yeah. We should definitely do that. We should go to Park City and because you'll probably be staying in Park City anyway, right? Yes. Yeah. So today we're going to be um, talking about long distance relationships, which is something we've both had to deal with. Me and more so having moved overseas to Denmark or still being in a relationship. Yeah. And I just really quickly want to say that we are recording this episode because my boyfriend, Jake, he just went back to California today. So we're back to long distance again. So I thought it could be an interesting topic to talk about, especially because I feel like at least a lot of my friends are very interested in how it works. And I don't know, I just feel like some people do have a lot of questions about how to make it work and make it work for such a long time as me and Jake has made it work. How are you and feeling? I'm feeling I'm feeling way better than I've done any of the other times. I don't know if it's just because I have a plane ticket in my hand ready ready to be uh given to the airport people. I think that that's probably a big factor. Yes, and then also I just feel so much more at peace after this time because we had 3 months together and it's been it's been a really good time and it's just had like it made me so calm about the whole situation that we we just finally had time together. What was your longest gap, Mia, of not seeing each other? That was nine months. So that was the first, the first time Corona hit because everything just closed down. So I think I, I came out to visit in California in January or in December. And then I went home in January. And in March, everything just closed down. And my boyfriend, Jake, he was going to come out, visit me in Denmark in April. So all our plans just fell to the ground, but, but we managed to make it through. And then he, um, he was able to fly out to Denmark in late August that year. So from January till August, it's probably, probably the longest time, which I will not recommend to anybody. It's, oh, wow. That was, that was a tough time. But should we start with how we met our boyfriends? Yes, we can do that. Well, they kind of linked, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because they're both like uh, lifelong family friends. Yeah, so I guess I met Jake 
before I met you. Um, and I met Jake through another au pair friend that we had that um, she lived in the same neighborhood as my boyfriend, Jake. And one night, I think actually she met my boyfriend and his brother and maybe some other friends at the hot tub at the community pool. And yeah, so, so she met the boys, the men, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> she met them at the hot tub and then they invited her. They invited her a few times to some of their parties because um, it was a party house <laughs> where my boyfriend, really? he lived before. So one night me and my friend, our pair friend, we were at her hot tub and then the guys texted if she wanted to come over and party and she's like oh yeah but can I bring a friend and they're like oh sure yeah whatever <laughs> so we went over and this was a I don't know a Tuesday or Wednesday night so I was like ah, I don't know if I want to go party because I have work in the morning I have to take care of babies <laughs> we ended up going anyway and um, yeah I that's the first time I ever met Jake it's funny because it's the small things, like if you just chose to not go, you would never meet that person. I know. And I literally just remember, I was like, I don't know if I want to go meet these guys. Like, yeah. uh, like you met them at the hub tub and they just, I don't know, but Invited they, you. And they ended up being some of the best friends um, that I had while in America. And it was, yeah, everyone at that house was like a family. It was. I felt like family for me too. Yeah, it became like a community, especially for for our pairs and and the people <laughs> there at the house. They had, they have had our pair friends before you and me. They already knew kind of what we we're doing, and they knew that oh, our pairs like they just they want to have fun. Like let's let's show them all the fun stuff there is to do here. So that was super cool. I met my boyfriend when I met Mia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, initially, but we didn't really start talking then. Um, but I was. I think I said this in a previous episode, but I was invited to this party by our mutual friend, my only friend at the time because I just moved here. Like it was like three years ago nearly. Yeah, I was like not, I didn't really want to go because it's not something I did just like go to a party on a whim when it's already late. But I decided to go and then, yeah, that's how I got like linked up with that whole house, the same house. And then we, we were just like a family. Everyone was like a family, always oh, yeah. hanging out and doing things and we did other things that were wholesome too, like, like <laughs> going to the beach, just and, parties and drinking, <laughs> so, going on long hikes together. We had so much fun. Yeah, as you said, like hiking. I would never have yeah. done that if I hadn't, if I haven't met this group of people. Me, that like some of those hikes. What was the bridge to nowhere? That was a that was fun so... day. We had a big group. Yeah, that was. See, that was so much fun. Like, oh, this made me miss. Oh, pair life no. so much. Do you know, on our first episode we recorded, we were also talking about, you know, our experience as an au pair. And a lot of our au pair friends who are now back in their own countries, they actually texted and said like, oh, guys, you make me miss um, California and the whole experience so much. Like, yeah. that was so sweet to hear that. It's such an a, amazing time being in your pair. It, it is. But yeah, it was funny when you met your boyfriend, you, you guys, you were just kind of like, you've been flirting for so long, <laughs> just flirting. It was a really but, long time. Yeah. It was, like it was six, six months. It was probably more, Brooke. <laughs> yeah, it probably was more. It was nine months. Yeah, I'd say. Probably, yeah. From when I met him. 
was super cute. It was like everybody knew that you and Jordan were a thing, but yeah, you guys were just playing super hard to get. Or you're not, you were not even even playing hard to get. You were just good. That's friends. just my personality. Yeah. Third, let's jump into some tips. Ooh, Mia what? probably has more tips. I, <laughs> I've had periods of long distance with Jordan, like when I go on trips with my previous host family, or if he goes to Utah, like has his own little trips and everything, it, it sometimes it ends up being like a month. Like we just did five weeks um, yeah. apart while he was in Utah and then driving across the country. So that was hard. Is that the longest time you've been apart? Yeah, since we've been dating. Yeah. Let's say that. But I wanted to touch on, you wrote down um, connecting apart but not together. And I spoke to him on the phone last night and I was like, I, I kind of feel that sometimes because – Say for the past five weeks, we've been talking on the phone every day while he was driving <laughs> for like five hours and, and you can feel so connected. But then when you see each other for the first time after that long, you can kind of feel, it almost feels like a disconnect. Physically actually being together again, it's like, it feels weird after you've yes. only been together over the phone. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, um, so me and Jake, we've had nine months apart and then it's been around six months I can definitely relate to what you're saying because he flew out here to Denmark in in late of July this year. And he was here the last time last January. So that's also been six months. But when we saw each other this uh, July, I did have that feeling of like, there's so many expectations. You're only used to each other on the phone and all of a sudden you have to constantly communicate because now you're physically together. So you can't just put the phone away and come back to that text later. There's so many expectations and it can kind of kill the mood. And also like what was scary this time too is like he was going to be here for three months. We've never spent that much time together. Just me and him. That's a lot of time. Yeah. And we've been together for two years now, but we haven't even been together every day for three months straight since like ever in our relationship. So that was also scary. Like what if we were just not connecting when we were finally together again? Yeah, it could kind of make or break you. But I yeah. think that it made you. It seems like yes. you guys did really well. Exactly. Like it took a while to get used to the adju- adjustments, but you can, it felt so natural to just be together again like obviously we needed to get over that whole like oh my god it's so awkward being together like can I go pee it's not an awkward thing um for a long time I'm just saying like when you initially see them it just doesn't feel the same as if you'd been with them for like a couple of days no yeah and it's weird why is that like I don't know I, I think it is the maybe the just everything's been over the phone and there hasn't been a physical aspect of actually seeing them yeah <laughs> in my case I think it's also just like you forget um, the other person, like, but you kind of forget what if what it felt like to be together. So yeah, I think more so for you because you've had yes, the longer exactly. Time. So for me, it's like we're trying to get back to what it feels like for me and him to be together. But and another thing on that, I've seen I've seen multiple couples that have had to do long distance for quite a long time. And they do really well with long distance while they're apart and it's all lovey and everything. But then when they get together, like they're reunited and they can live together and everything, it can kind of fail. Yeah. Which is very interesting. That's super um, interesting. It's just like, it's because when you're apart, it's kind of like you can't, you're not really 
if you're dating someone and just literally going on dates and you just go out to dinner and that's it and then you see them twice a week or something that's totally different to living with someone and dating them it's yeah. a totally different ball game because you're only getting the best of them you're not having to deal with all the other stuff and doing all the quote-unquote quote boring things yeah, yeah. i can totally re- relate to that so that's that was like what me and my boyfriend we really got to have a taste of this time because we're gonna be just me and him for three months straight because um, I just moved into my own student apartment so like we're completely alone in a new city I have no friends when I moved to this city so it was literally, literally just me and Jake and that was the first time we ever had to live with each other plus what makes it harder is that when he's here he's still working but he's working doing the evenings here because then it's the mornings in California. So when I get home from school, we have just a few hours to spend time together. And then he needs to go back to work at like six till I don't even know, like two in the morning. Wow, I had no idea. And that's also just not a realistic everyday life together. Like we keep saying that if we can survive this, we'll definitely survive a normal yeah. everyday life if we can survive this and if not well then fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh i can see it i you i feel like you guys are so strong tested in so many ways so it's just i feel like it's proving that that you are strong and that you will be able to stand the test of time <laughs> <laughs> i hope so what are some of the problems that you think can come up during long distance relationships like Mm. I know often things can come up with insecurities or jealousy or miscommunications in general. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've had my share of that, but I'm sure it's probably nothing compared to going nine months (laughs) and having to deal with all of that. That was hard. Yeah, because that was also our first time being apart from each other. Um, Because I just got back from America after living there for a few years being apart for such a long time, not knowing when we will see each other again, it was also hard figuring out how to communicate with each other. Like back then I definitely needed way more. I needed to chat way more than Jake did. Like back then I I was finding it really hard to be okay with him being busy with other stuff as well. Cause you, you know, like if he goes out and he's with his friends, I don't want him to be on his phone because that's also like what I I don't want to be on my phone when I finally go out with my friends so I can chat with my boyfriend, you know? Yeah. So that was, in the beginning, it was hard for me to be like, I know that he's able to answer me right now. And I know he's just out having lunch with someone or, you know, and I'm like, oh, I know that he can text me. Why is he not texting me? Like, that's mean. He knows that I'm going to go to bed in three hours, you know, like, yeah, you, that was, if you're feeling like forgotten about or something. Yes, that was a really hard adjustment in the beginning. And then I would feel guilty that I felt like that because I don't want him to feel like he, he's pres- he, that he feels pressured to text me because I'm, because I'm needing attention, you know what I mean? You say if you're on a night out or something, not even if you're like, it doesn't even have to be long distance, but if you guys just aren't together, it can be really nice for the other person if you like paint a picture. And that's one thing Jordan taught me and he's always done for me is like, if he's out with the boys, he'll 
take a video and he'll and he'll text me every now and then and just keep me in the loop and I really do appreciate that and I need to be better at that really but it does help but in the beginning that was definitely one of the toughest things that I found with long distance relationships how do you overcome that kind of a problem it's that's something you really have to learn and it's something that you have to start with dealing yourself like you have to because that was the thing like sometimes I just tried to put the problem on Jake and be like this is your fault like you have to do this but the thing is like he just like that was something I thought I need I've thought I needed all the attention but it's like no like you need to put your energy and attention towards something else instead of being fixated that he has to text you all the time like he has a life too um so it's like put your energy into something else that you can do like if you love painting start painting more just over texting is can be a huge kill and you think i text a lot no i think when it's when it's long distance i think it can be a huge kill because because when you don't see each other for such a long time it's like what are we going to continue talking about um it's so different being together physically and having that kind of communication because then the communication just flows but when you're apart and you don't see each other that often like three months apart or more the content of what you guys are talking about is going to be like superficial superficial is that the word superficial superficial yeah like i don't think that i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but it's gonna just be too much yeah like the the poor like just you definitely have to think about like not just overloading with texting and information you know you have to get comfortable with just having when if there's a day where it's just really boring messaging it's like hey how are you doing you're fine okay just sometimes don't force the conversation because it can it can literally it can just kill kill the vibe should we move into what you wrote how to survive (coughs) long distance yes or we kind of already touched on that a little bit I think it's really important not to put your life on hold. I actually, I actually kind of, well, I use the time that we're apart to really hyper-focus on myself and my goals. So in that way, it can kind of be nice as much as I don't like being apart. Um, do you feel that, Mia? Like you're very focused on yourself and your yes. goals and getting your shit done. Yeah, I've learned <laughs> to do that. And that's also what I, what I talked about earlier. Like, you have to put your attention and energy into something else. So I, and like the first time we were apart, I was, I didn't know how to deal with all of these emotions inside me. Now I've learned from previous experiences that actually I can deal with all of these bottled up emotions by putting all that energy into myself, you know, you know, focusing on myself and my goals, like going to the gym way more, focusing on on new goals, trying up a new routine. Like this time I said, I told myself, okay, when Jake leaves, you're going to do something nice to yourself, Mia. You're going to get up every day, six o'clock. Then I'm going to spend at least 10 minutes every morning just stretching or doing a few light exercises just to start the day with the right intentions and move my body. That's something I'm going to start every morning from now on. Just get up, don't look at my phone and just start the day 
with this new routine, because I've never done that in my life before, it's like now I finally have time to really focus on me and my goals because I've, while Jake has been here, it's been burgers and burgers and burgers every day and no, and no gym basically. So now I want to get back to really just focus on me and my body and my health. But have you, have you had any other problems that you've like noticed when you and Jordan have been apart? We're pretty good at it. We just really miss each other. But yeah. I think it comes down to like, the constant communication i mean we text each other all day but it's not like we're constantly like every time he texts like back and forth yeah um it's like oh, but, to, okay to text all day it's just more to it, expecting an immediate answer yeah no like it'll just be like whenever we have time or what do you think is like key for a long distance relationship to survive i think the constant communication and keeping them in the loop yeah because i agree I mean, you can't do it in the amount of time that I've been apart, but you don't want to grow apart. I know that that's something um, would have been a challenge for you more so. You want to keep in the loop with each other's lives. Like, I am genuinely interested in how his day went and everything that happened, and he's the same with me. So that's often, like, the talking points. Yeah. Focus on the quality of the communication. That was just what I needed to say before, but I was not able to say it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, learn learn to be fine with not getting an immediate answer that it can take a few hours before the partner will respond, but that also keeps keeps the quality of the communication going and it's interesting for both of you guys. Yeah. Yeah, the time zone differences can be hard. I mean, I haven't had to experience them too much, mm-hmm. but when Jordan was just on the East Coast, it was kind of weird because he was like 3 hours ahead. And then, and I wouldn't be awake yet. And then he's wondering why I'm not awake. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. little things like that. Yeah. So I think it's funny. Like, I know, I know like every day I get, when I get home from work, that's when Jake wakes up. So I know like in my evenings, that's when we're going to be able to communicate. And I know that's, that's his mornings. At, and that's when he's busy because he has to get up, go to work. He's in meetings. So for example, that's also another struggle for me and Jake that, in the beginning, it's like, why can't he just respond to me? Because I'm going to go to bed like soon. But that's because he's in meetings. But that's also something you you learn as you go, that you will figure out like when is a good time to have those kind of like quality communications. But I also think another major key thing in like keeping your long distance going is trust. Totally. It's like one of the biggest thing. Yes. If there is no trust in the relationship, oh God, you will not, you will not hold. It'll definitely fail after long distance if you don't have trust because it's going to be tested because you don't have that picture all the time and you're not always going to be in the loop and you don't want to hold, like, why would you want to hold your partner back from doing the things that they want to do mm-hmm. um, just because of your feelings of yeah. distrust? Like you really have to I mean, for some people, it's easier than others. It's not that hard for me to have trust, but I think you do, you do have to work on it and, and it has to be earned. All right. So before we end this episode, we want to share something that we asked my boyfriend about. We asked him a few questions just to get his opinion on a few aspects of what it's like to be in a culturally diverse relationship. And we're going to go ahead and play that audio for you in just a second. But first, I'm going to tell you what the first question is, which is, 
What hurdles does being in a culturally diverse relationship have and how do you overcome them? Uh, you would think that the the hard part is adopting somebody else's way of doing things, but actually it's letting go of your own. We we have a way of identifying ourselves with the way we live day to day. Keep in mind that there's a million ways to live and all have their own unique uh, perspectives and benefits. I think if you have the presence of mind to set your ego aside and try doing things a new way, even if at first it doesn't make sense, you'll find that it's not so crazy after all. That doesn't mean everything you usually do all the time um, can be abandoned. Your partner should be open to doing things your way too. If you keep an open mind, you'll eventually meet in the middle and be better for it. Yeah, I totally agree with uh, with this whole thing that it's probably harder, you know, to let go of your own ways of doing things than it is yeah. to, you know, Adopt. yeah, at least for me, like me and Jake, we've experienced uh, often that we will kind of like discuss like what's right or what's wrong. Obviously, there's no right or wrong answer, but it's like we have so many different ways of doing things. And we've grown up with so many different like values in our lives or ways to do things. So it's like, you know, we just both want to be right that what we grew up with is what everybody does because it's the right way to do it. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just really important, as he says, that that both of you in the relationship have to keep an open mind and like figure out a way to meet in the middle. And the second question is, how do you manage being apart for periods of time? What works for you and what doesn't? Trust is the most important thing in any relationship. And for better or worse, the strength of that trust is magnified when you and a partner are apart. When a relationship is built on passion alone, the flame might burn very hot, but the bad times will feel even more intense. When you have a relationship built on trust, you can truly love one another and experience freedom together rather than codependency. Trust manifests itself everywhere in a healthy relationship from small day-to-day gestures to big decisions and leaps of faith into the unknown. It allows you not only to be a source of strength for your partner, but also depend on their honest advice. Sometimes when you didn't even ask for it to trust is to love. Wow. I really love what he said. I love what he said about trust. To trust is to love. Yeah. And it's really interesting that he says the trust is magnified when you and your partner are apart. And I think that that's so true because you're in a position where it's truly being tested. Yes. All right, guys. That's all we have for you for this episode. I just want to say thank you to my boyfriend for recording this audio. That's super awesome. And... Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you soon. Alrighty guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could help a small podcast like ours get visibility. All you have to do is leave a review. Quick and easy, right? If you have any questions, topic ideas, or want to continue the chat from today's episode, you can find us over on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Life Junkies. Thanks guys for listening and we'll see you soon.